Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up this your boy little duval and check out my podcast conversations with unk on the black effect podcast network each and every tuesday conversations with unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage i tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by Lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. So it may be called the least surprising thing that you've seen, although everybody's outraged. Everybody's outraged. I have no idea why. I'll explain coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on SiriusXM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Wherever you are taking part in the program, we appreciate a few minutes of your time here on all 300-plus affiliates as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So, um, listen, Saturdays in August are nuts as far as sports fans go i mean you really need to be at a sports bar or you've got to have like multiple tvs because there's so many things going on and there's so much craziness and you got college football and there's nfl pregame shows and you got the mlb playoffs and then sometimes certain events creep in and they go above and beyond the realm of sports and we got that saturday night because we had a UFC event, UFC 229, in which Khabib Nurmagomedov submitted Conor McGregor to retain the lightweight championship in the fourth round of the fight. And it was a pretty good fight. It was okay. No, I mean, not, not the greatest performance you've ever seen. And it wasn't even that much of a surprise. Like, if you've watched Khabib Nurmagomedov, if you've seen the guy perform, you know there's a reason he's never lost a fight and probably never even lost a round. He's that good. And he was dominant when he got Conor McGregor down to the ground, and Conor McGregor looked like a guy who hadn't fought in a couple of years in a cage. He did. So that's that's a big ask to come back and fight that guy and expect him to, to perform as well as he did. 
So if you are a sharp better, if you're one of the guys out there that fed on the McGregor fans who showed up in your city and bet heavily on McGregor, look, you knew it was heavily slanted towards Khabib Nurmagomedov. But you see, that's not the story, though. You see, the story of the fight is what happened after the fight. Because what happened after the fight was Khabib Nurmagomedov, who's been hearing from Conor McGregor and all the trash talk and the dolly through the bus window, and these two sides do not like each other at all. Khabib Nurmagomedov decided he was going to go over to Conor McGregor's corner he was going to trash talk and F-bomb Conor McGregor's corner. Apparently, they said some things back to Khabib Nurmagomedov. He jumped the cage, did a leaping jump kick off the cage to try and fight Dylan Dennis, one of Conor McGregor's cornermen. While that whole fiasco is going on and they're brawling, one of Khabib's other sidekicks came over, sucker punched Dylan Dennis. While that's happening, one of them jumps in the cage, sucker punches Conor McGregor. A brawl starts there. It's McGregor versus like three guys. Everybody's trying to break it up. It's craziness. Absolute craziness. Insane. Total insanity. Here's my question. Why are you surprised? I'm 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 a little confused as to why people are surprised that something like this would happen. I don't understand. What about everything that you knew going into this fight would lead you to believe that it's all good? See, here's what I think happens, all right? I think people get so used to the WWE style promoting of fights that they forget, "Oh yeah, these guys are fighters." These guys are savages. These guys are top of the food chain. Don't mess with me. I will throw down at a moment's notice. They're not like some a-hole you run into at a bar who's had five pitchers of Miller Lite and all of a sudden he's got beer muscles. No, 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 no. These are trained professionals. These are guys that don't get nervous. These are guys that are waiting for you to pull a weapon because all they've got is their bare hands and their bare feet and they're used to this violence. They love this violence. They embrace this violence. I've said it. Fighters and football players, top of the food chain, man. Top of the food chain, knowing every single time you step into your arena, somebody is trying to hurt you, injure you, or finish you every time. The fact that you expect them to when the bell goes off or the buzzer goes off or the fight's over to all of a sudden just switch and go back to, oh, you know, just so humble and grateful to be here. I'm surprised this doesn't happen more. I really am. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. I'm surprised we don't have more of these incidents. Like there are certain circumstances that create a risk and also create an expectation. And we all accept that. If you get a brand new pair of white shoes, don't wear them out right after it rains. And if you do, don't bitch and moan that your shoes got dirty because you stepped in a mud puddle. Look at the weather report. You had an umbrella yesterday. Did white shoes seem like a good idea today? Didn't work, did it? You ever see those people who have pet tigers? They decide they want to have a pet tiger. They've got so much money that a cat won't suffice. You know, forget the bull mastiff. Let's go ahead and get a pet tiger. Or you're watching Siegfried and Roy. 
and they're doing all these tricks with these pet tigers, these giant animals. And then all of a sudden, one of them turns on the owner and attacks him. And people are outraged. How could he do that? Um, Because it's a wild effing animal. They eat things. That's where they come from. The idea that you're all surprised or you're all shocked that two fighters who make their money punching people in the face, putting elbows in the side of your temple, twisting body parts until they break, crack, tear, or you submit. The fact that you're surprised that those guys, you know, might have a little bit of a mean streak after a fight inside a cage is banana land to me. That's what this is. It's sanctioned violence. And when you get guys in the state of mind to where they've been going at it for 20 minutes inside a cage, throwing everything on their body to maim, injure, or concuss their opponent, stuff happens. Do you think it would be okay if you're watching an NBA game and a guy spit on another guy? Like, could you imagine that? Like, you're watching an NBA game and say, uh, like, J.R. Smith and Marcus Smart got into a little altercation. What if J.R. Smith spit on Marcus Smart? Oh, my God. Outraged. Totally outraged. Khabib Nurmagomedov, after he submitted Conor McGregor, spit on him. Nobody's talked about that. Nobody's talked about that. Spit on him before he threw his mouthpiece. When that video comes out, I got news for you. Everybody's going to be outraged. I'm also seeing some people say that Conor McGregor threw the first punch when Khabib's cornermen approached him. So let me get this straight. You've had bad blood with this entire crew for months and months and months. They have assaulted members of your crew for months and months and months. And one of them walks up to you and steps to you after a fight's over. And Conor McGregor's supposed to shake his hand and say, Hey, it's all good here, man. No. You feel threatened. You throw smoke. That's fighting, man. The people out there saying, This is such a stain on the sport. This is a black eye for the UFC. Go to bed. Don't watch. I don't know what you expected. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> I don't like. Do you wear your best suit, your most perfect suit, every time you go to a crab house? No. There's a reason they give you a bib, wet wipes, and two rolls of toilet paper and and paper towels because it's going to get messy in there, man. Like that's not the time that you wear your best Rolex. You're going to get messy. The fight game is a messy thing. It is a violent thing. These are people that are paid to do damage to each other. The fact that you're surprised means that you're just not educated enough to understand that it's a whole different world in there. It's just different. It's why I never criticize athletes when they're pissed off after a game. You remember when Cam Newton got all sorts of heat because he wasn't in the best mood after the Super Bowl? And everybody said, man, learn how to take a loss coming from the same people who if you get cut off in traffic and you're running late you'll try and chase somebody down run them off the road or put your middle finger out to prove a point i'm not pointing fingers i do the same thing 
Which is why I'm never going to judge an athlete for how they behave after a contest. You put your heart and soul into something. It's physical. It's emotional. There's all sorts of stuff happening. You shouldn't be surprised as stuff like this goes on. In fact, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. Here was UFC president Dana White after the skirmish. What happens here is is three guys have been arrested. You know, they're going to be charges filed against them, I'm sure. And, um, you know, God knows what's going to, what the Nevada State Athletic Commission is going to do to Habib and his guys. I think they're fighters. You know, are these guys ever going to get a visa again to get back in this country? There's a lot of things. There's a lot of repercussions from what they did tonight. Uh, ones that I don't even think they realize yet. Um, so those three guys that got suspended, um, they've been released. That fight ended eh, about two hours ago. Those guys were arrested and have been released for about a half hour. You want to know why? Because Conor McGregor didn't want to press charges. Do you want to know why? Because that's the fight game. There's that sort of risk involved. Stuff like that can happen. Conor McGregor wasn't going to press charges, and he probably should have. He had a guy much bigger than him climb over a cage and sucker punch him from behind. And you know what he said? Nah, I'm not going to press charges. No, no, I'm good. Let him go. I don't care. That's the fight game, man. I get it was on a big stage. I get it's very unfamiliar to many of you because you're firing off hot takes and you're upset and you're angry. But guess what? This is the way it goes. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often, but I'm surprised even more that you're surprised by it. It's crazy. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, so coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, If you're a football fan, I mean an old school football fan, if you have been watching football for the at any point for the last 30 years, you got great news on Saturday. Find out what I'm talking about next on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So if you are a football fan over the last 30 years, if you've liked football at any point over the last 30 years, I have got great news for you. That's coming up here in just a couple of minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. Man, I cannot get enough of the uh, the people out there outraged by what they saw at UFC 229. <laughs> like, Just don't watch, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, There was like nothing about that surprised me. What did I don't know what anybody expected. I I don't I don't know what you expected, man. I mean, you're you've you've spent a, you know an entire several months throwing dollies through bus windows or insulting a, a guy's father and his religion, and then you get in there and you fight. There are people attacking people. I mean, come on, man. That that's fighting. That's 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 how this stuff goes. I mean, it's it's riveting. That was amazing TV, amazing television. And the card was fantastic. A brilliant card. So I just, to me, 
Hey, I'm good with it, man. I, I'm a UFC diehard. Uh, I've been watching since UFC 1 and 2 when they were 14 bucks, and you had guys like Keith Hackney fighting and Hoist Gracie on these like little underground fight tournaments. I remember Pride Fighting Championships in Japan. Like, So I'm old school. I'm always going to be here, and so maybe I'm just used to it. Uh, and and I grew up watching boxing. Those are you know my two favorite sports as far as that I'm most passionate about. Um, and so maybe I'm just used to stuff like this. I I don't know. I mean, when you see a, one guy uh, spit out his mouthpiece and bite another guy's ear off, I just don't know what else we're expecting. I Get your popcorn ready. You know, like if if you take your pants off and put a blindfold on and jump into a pool of piranha, something's getting bit off. Sorry. I don't know. If you're expecting another result, wear a cup. All right. 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. All right, it is time to welcome in the crew here on FSR. They will be riding shotgun with me until 6 a.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Council Bluffs, Iowa Sam. This is an outrage. I demand an investigation. That was uh, perhaps a fan in the in the crowd there. It is, you know? uh, is that is it pronounced Council Bluffs or Bluff? Council Bluffs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Western Iowa. Uh, I don't okay. spend a whole lot of time over there. Yeah. Why not? I just I don't go over there. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not your not your place. It's the Forbidden Zone, like from Planet of the Apes. Uh, for, let's check in uh, to uh, Iowa Zombie. We need an update on I. Or should we? Can we get an update on Iowa Zombie later? Uh, sure. Like a play. I, I, can give I you need, one right now. If okay. You want. It, Let's let's do it later on because I really want to set this up. So I, I will jot it down here. I'm actually jotting it down on the air. Iowa Zombie as a reminder because we've got to break into this and we've got so many other things to get to, but I want to make sure that we give it its proper place. So we will get an update Fair from enough. the Iowa Zombie and we'll explain what that is coming up later on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, your executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio, Mike the Nightmare. This is, is my nightmare! You know, it's funny, Jonas, watching that whole incident, I felt like I was watching, like, you know how in WWE they'll promote a big match and they'll have, like, one of those pull-apart brawls? I felt like I was watching one of those when watching this, and it was kind of amazing that this was all happening and this is real life. It was great television, like you said, man. It's It was unbelievable. I, I love how people go, it's like an insult when people say, God, that's just too WWE. It's no, oh oh so wait so so you mean it it's two longest running network TV show exactly. in the history of television SmackDown's about to hit one thousand in uh, a couple weeks yeah so so it's too successful company for over like 40, 50 years so it's two uh, biggest sports entertainment event every single April for like three decades in a row yeah who would want to be anything like that <laughs> what are you talking about man like that's a good thing people try and insult it like oh it's fake yeah that looked fake to me morons uh let uh i was sam with the latest sam i just want to say quickly my thoughts on all this is that what khabib did will have consequences for him obviously in his in his entourage but i mean you know that connor sold the fight with getting really personal and really dirty but here's the thing khabib's faith was attacked his family's been attacked yeah. his entourage yep. has been attacked do you think at some point it's going to boil over yeah and I mean, he jumped I, in the crowd come on that was good entertainment. Yes. And no one got stabbed. So no. let's just face it that that was a good result. Uh, not the not the end result, but the, the no one got seriously hurt. Yeah. Okay? Uh, pe- people got, I think what really needs to uh, grow up. People need to grow up. Um, it's 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 a different world out there. All right. They just understand that, that things are different and they're different in that sport. And that's just the way that it is. If, if you expect patty cake 
and you expect Javi Baez and Nolan Arenado to hug in between second and third base, that's not going to happen. Sorry. Khabib's an incredibly respectful guy, isn't he? Wouldn't you say uh, overall? Yeah, no, yeah, he is. But, I mean, listen. He, he leans by his uh, opponents after he's... Listen, he, them. he also he did a he did slap Connor's teammate. That's what sparked all this. Connor McGregor and Khabib were friends. They would take pictures together, and Khabib slapped one of his teammates in a, in a lobby in between as they were getting ready for a fight card. That's what led to the Brooklyn Dolly incident. So there's a lot of craziness going on. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, speaking of violence, the most violent man in sports talk radio, Ralph Urban, your national update anchor. You silly, hairy little man. <laughs> My kind of night. Aloha, brother. Hold on a second. What the hell was that? Okay, who 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 was wearing a mic when they dropped their pants? Okay, what was that? Uh, that was a Robert Dasmati special, a former uh, producer here at FSR, and that's actually from uh, one of the Austin Powers movies, and he rolled that in for Ralph oh. a long time ago. We very rarely use that wow. drop. Because it, it makes so much sense. Interesting. It's it- so relatable. <laughs> It's great, man. I had yeah, to pull it out. Very, had to pull it out. Very interesting. All right. There you go. Um, all right. So uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right. So if you are a fan of football and you have been watching football over the last 30 years, this is good news for you. Okay. Like if, if you grew up in, and I've always, I always find this fascinating because people grow up in different environments and they do things differently. Family wise, everybody does something different. Like if you grew up and your family opened up Christmas gifts on Christmas morning, you kept that tradition as you got older. And so when people, when you get around somebody who opens it up at midnight on, on Christmas Eve into Christmas, you, you know, you kind of almost take offense to that. Like that kind of bothers you. Like my girlfriend's family, they open up gifts at, uh, at midnight on Christmas. I'm a Christmas morning guy. I grew up Christmas morning. Yeah, we didn't get a lot of gifts. But it was Christmas morning. So when I saw people opening up gifts at midnight, I thought it was preposterous. Like, what's happening here? Why are you doing this? Like, I will never, and that's going to be a battle when I have kids or if I have a family. Uh, uh, listen, we're doing it Christmas morning. That's what I grew up with. It's tradition. Okay. If your mom cooks something specific on certain days, that stays with you. Like, you know, mom had a certain, yeah, it was lasagna every Wednesday night. You just sort of that that becomes part of what you are, and 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 you can maybe get away from it for a little while, but ultimately you end up going back to a lot of that stuff because that's the power that tradition has. If you grew up on college football and you grew up a college football fan between say 1980 and 2018, we'll put it in that in that window at any point during that time. And if I said to you, give me your traditional powers. The teams that you saw dominate or the teams that you saw win titles, the biggest teams during that time period, three that would come up would most likely be Alabama, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. Now, there's going to be some other teams that will creep in there. Maybe you grew up in the South and you're a, you're a big-time Florida fan or whatever. But if you just generally, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame would be three teams that would come up. The more that this college football season goes on and the way things shape up schedule-wise, it's looking more and more like we're going to get Alabama, Ohio State, and Notre Dame in the college football playoff. And if you're college football, you could not possibly have it better. You could not possibly get it any better. Alabama and Georgia are sitting at one and two. Should they run the table to the SEC title game? Alabama's going to be a heavy favorite. 
we're talking seven to ten point favorite in the SEC title game, which means Alabama should probably win that game, and they'll probably be the number one seed, and they'll be in the college football playoff. Should Ohio State run the table, which would mean a win the final week against Michigan at the Horseshoe, and you get the Big Ten West winner, which is probably going to be Wisconsin, and Ohio State would most likely be a heavy favorite in that game, Ohio State's going to go on to the college football playoff. And then with Notre Dame, you've now got wins over Michigan, Stanford, and Virginia Tech on Saturday night at Virginia Tech. You should run the table. you got a couple of, uh, of tricky road games in Northwestern and USC, but Notre Dame should win both, and they should be favored, and I'm almost positive they're favored every single game from here on out. So if you're college football, how could you have it any better? How could it be any better? If you grew up a college football fan in the last 30 years, those are three teams you're used to being great. Like, you've grown up. Like, that's tradition, man. Like, I get it. New blood is cool. New things are nice. It's nice to have that new stuff. It's like it's nice to do something different and something unique. It's cool to do your hair a different way. But nothing beats tradition. College football is set up in perfect position to get a final four of Alabama, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. And it's going to be awesome. The ratings are going to be huge. You're going to bring in... I mean, Notre, the power of Notre Dame cannot be understated. And Notre Dame is winning out. They're going to the college football playoff. That's happening. I do Now, I do a show with Brady Quinn every Sunday night here on Fox Sports Radio. I've been harassing him on text message. And I keep sending him playoff bound. Playoff bound. But because he's so close to the program, they're up three scores against Virginia Tech. And he goes, oh, there's still time left. Oh, you mean there's still time left for that team that couldn't beat Old Dominion? <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? I mean, I just, I think if you're college football, this is as good as you could possibly have it. Who's going to be the fourth team? Who knows? Probably Clemson. Um, I mean, look, if you could get Miami in there somehow, if Miami, who looks like they could run the table after they came back and beat Florida State, if you could get Miami, Notre Dame, Alabama, and Ohio State, that's it, man. That 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 is the four food groups of college football the last 30, 40 years does not get any better than that. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, go ahead and mark your calendars. There's a huge, huge sporting event coming up that you may not be aware of. All right, a huge sporting event coming up. I'll tell you what that is next here on FSR. But for all the latest, it's Ralph Irvin. Thank you very much, Jonas. And at UFC 229 in Las Vegas, Khabib Nurmagomedov submitted Conor McGregor in the fourth round, rear naked choke, and he retains his UFC lightweight championship after the fight. Of course, there was a melee inside and outside of the ring. Members of Khabib's teams arrested, but then released as Conor chose not to press charges. UFC President Dana White saying, no, this is just fighting. Khabib, yeah, a little bit different opinion. You cannot talk about religion. You cannot talk about nation. You know, guys, you cannot talk about this stuff. And, you know, this is, for me, is very important. And uh, uh, <clears throat> thank you so much. Thank and that's about all he had to say. There will be more 
to come from this for sure. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball playoffs, American League Divisional Series, the Yankees 6-2 winners over Boston. They even that series at a game apiece. Houston, a 3-1 win over Cleveland. Garrett Cole, 12 strikeouts as the Astros take a two-games-to-none series lead. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Number 22, Florida, a 27-19 upset over number 5, LSU. Utah surprises number 14, Stanford, 40-21. Number 19, Texas, 48-45 over number 7, Oklahoma. And of course, out on the islands, well, it came down to... Now Faruta moves to the right side of Cordera. And now he fakes, and he's in trouble, but he's got to get away. He's throwing a deep ball. Has JoJo Ward. Touchdown, Hawaii! Oh, man! That's the Hawaii Radio Network with the call as they beat Wyoming 17-13. Thanks, Ralph. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So Hawaii is, what are they, 6-1 and one now? Or 5-1? and one? Hawaii's 6-1, and one, right, Ralph? 6-1. and one. How about that, man? They're, they're already bowl eligible, right? Yes, sir. Damn straight, man. You know what? Any chance Hawaii gets the Rose Bowl? How about that, huh? No. We could do a remote from the Rose Bowl for Hawaii? Come on, like an exemption? Come on, put Hawaii in the Rose Bowl. Let me let me tell you something. The Rose Bowl hasn't seen a lot of good football this year. Okay, they could use a, a six and one team. Sorry, and I love Chip Kelly. That was a joke. That was a low blow. I'm sorry, Chip. Sorry they, they, about that. They've buddy. seen plenty of six and one teams, just not the host team. Oh, come on, Ralph. Um, man, so Hawaii's going to go to a bowl game. We should try and hit up the bosses. They're not listening, but we should try and hit up the bosses about doing a remote from Hawaii's bowl game. I agree. I got a lot of pull. I also agree. I got a lot of pull. So much pull. That I'm here with you guys. That's how much pull I have. Mm-hmm. I would just caution. Watch. Remember the Sugar Bowl with Colt Brennan against Georgia. Listen, we don't need to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I may. Yeah, remember, I, listen, we remember that. Listen, right? I, listen. I may have bet on that. Okay, I may. They could have possibly bet on that. Um. All right. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. So, um, th- this is so. This is funny. Uh, everybody knows this, and you know this to be a fact. Like. And and I can I can criticize it all I want. I do a lot of driving coming into the studio here, and it's a lot of freeway driving. And you know that there are certain things that come with an accident. Okay, there's the fender bender, there's the cars that are impacted, and then there's the cars that are impacted that aren't in the accident. And they're impacted for two reasons. One, because it's traffic, it's a lot of chaos, you come to a, a, a screeching halt, and two, there's a lot of people that are looky-loos, rubberneckers, who have got to stop and look at the accident and see what's going on. And my favorite part is when people try and say, uh, yeah, I don't do that. Listen, I've got things to do. Okay. We all do the same thing. When there's a fight that breaks out, okay, when there's some sort of a skirmish, you're at a bar, restaurant, whatever, everybody turns around to look and see what happens, right? Everybody does. You ever watched a boxing match on TV? And all of a sudden, in the middle of the fight, you see the crowd behind them on camera turn around and look up. They're not even watching the fight that they paid to watch. They're watching the fight in the crowd. And it doesn't matter who's fighting in the ring. Everybody's turning around to see what is happening. You all look. Everybody looks. 
Like, that's that's just the way this stuff goes. So when you're watching UFC 229 on Saturday night, and you see the skirmish break out afterwards, and I see people after the fight, these MMA, uh, these M- like real MMA insider guys talk about how yeah, there doesn't need to be a rematch. We don't need a rematch. It was such a decisive win for Khabib Nurmagomedov. Okay, you don't get it. It's not about what you think. Look, I consider myself very knowledgeable when it comes to MMA. I covered the sport. I covered live events for Fox. Like, I know what I'm talking about. I'm passionate about it. I watched the same fight. Khabib Nurmagomedov dominated majority of the fight. He got McGregor down early. He landed the more significant strikes. He's the guy who knocked McGregor down with a right hand. He's the guy who dominated the fight, and he's the guy who finished the fight. I get it. The fight wasn't necessarily close. I didn't think McGregor was in that fight outside of a couple of moments early on. Like It felt like a pretty dominant performance. Guess what? I'm watching the rematch. I don't need to see a close call in order to warrant a rematch. There's more to it than just whether or not it's deservingly so based on what you saw in a cage. Like, this is all about money, man. This is all about what draws the most money, what's going to get the most eyeballs. And there is no fight anybody wants to see more now than Khabib versus Connor 2. No fight. You can't think of another fight. You remember when Connor fought Nate Diaz and Nate Diaz submitted him? You remember the rematch? Everybody wanted to watch that. That was the that that set a record. This fight is going to be a record. Like you want to watch this stuff. Don't pretend like you don't stop and turn when there's an accident on the freeway. Come on, man. Like you you could be scared you know what of of dead bodies. But if you drive by an accident and it looks like a bad one, you're not turning your head and focused on the road. You want to see what's going on. Like, I got to see what's happening. Like, people that are too close to the sport, you're not looking at it realistically. You've got to be pragmatic when it comes to stuff like this. People want to watch this. That was riveting television, man. That, that was as good as it gets. Chaotic, crazy, unpredictable, violent. That's what people are looking for. That was great television. So when you're talking about, nah, there doesn't need to be a rematch. This fight wasn't even close. You are out of your mind, man. You're out of your mind. There will be a rematch. There's too much money involved. Follow the money. It makes too much sense. The storylines are already written. Most of the guys in the UFC, and this is, this is the biggest problem, I think, with a lot of the sport. If you've ever talked to fighters especially MMA fighters, they're some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. I remember talking to Daniel Cormier on the phone one time. Daniel Cormier is the heavyweight champion and the light heavyweight champion. Could not be a nicer human being. Yeah. Uh, He's also a savage. A savage. He hurts people for a living. Like they, They are really, really good people. But the problem is a lot of these fighters don't know how to brand themselves or sell themselves. That's why McGregor was different. He can do that. He can get the casual fan to watch. He didn't even win the fight. He didn't even jump outside of the cage. He had no part in any of that. But it was what he did leading up to the fight that got it so many eyeballs 
There are so many more people that are going to be talking about this now. You can break down the fight and do the X's and O's thing all you want, but this is about prize fighting. This is about what's going to make the most money. It's not so much the wins and the losses. You probably don't even know that there was a a championship belt on the line. You probably have no idea who Khabib Nurmagomedov was before this fight. You have no idea what his record is. Uh, You probably couldn't tell me uh, uh, every one of Connor's signature wins up to this point. You just know it's McGregor, and you know it's Khabib, and now you know them forever, and the next time they fight, and they will fight, you're watching. Don't pretend like you're not. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, uh, 877-99 on Fox. You can also get me on Twitter at TheJonasKnox. Coming up next, we will have an update on uh, one of the most troubling things in the world of sports, all right? This is very, very troubling. It is football-related. Find out who we're talking about next on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up top of next hour, 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will have Knox Locks. Sunday morning tradition or Saturday night if you're listening in Hawaii on our great affiliate Fox Sports 990, but Knox Locks, Every single Sunday morning slash Saturday night here on Fox Sports Radio where I will give my predictions on a few NFL games. But they're not just standard bets or or picks like that. They're in-game bets. They're props. They're things like that. We had a winning week last week, so we will be back for Knox Locks coming up top of next hour, all NFL here on Fox Sports Radio. So it is time that we need to check in on uh, something that has become quite the issue here on the show. Uh, and I will explain this. I'll break this down to you. Our technical producer, Iowa Sam, is passionate about two things. Iowa football and booze. And we have noticed that during the college football season, when he gets off from doing the show on Saturday morning, because it's basically graveyard, depending on where Iowa plays on the schedule that day, we get a couple of different variations of Iowa Sam. Either we get nice, positive, funny, goofy, thrilled to be here, Iowa Sam, or we get the Iowa zombie. So it is time to find out now which one we've got. Do we, Iowa Sam, have ourselves an Iowa zombie on the show? I'll say you do not have an Iowa zombie. Okay, what, what happened? I am happy and positive to be here. What, did something happen? Well, I've, uh, I've sort of retooled what I do on game days. I I honestly maybe I think for one game the Northern Iowa Iowa game a couple weeks ago I had a couple beers but I just drink water I watch the game I go back to sleep yeah, I, it's just, it's too difficult man it's it's just too much um, I'd rather yeah be attentive and good at my job when I come back yeah. in plus Iowa hasn't even played a 9 a.m. game yet so <laughs> I haven't had a chance to uh, throw a couple back with uh, 14 hours to spare so yeah so so you are they haven't uh, played one single 9 a.m. or 11 central kickoff game yet so now how did Iowa do they won today at Minnesota all right one big put up 48 on the gophers wow. which is 48 uh, for Iowa woo. that's like dog years what is that you multiply <laughs> that by seven don't you it's like putting up 200 points In- interesting it's, it's like Georgia Tech and uh was it Cumberland Gap from like the 1800s when oh, it was excuse like, you we're on the air 217 to 10 or whatever you know? um amazing so I am um, in good spirits Jonas yeah, I'm well, well, thrilled to be we're here. happy to have you uh definitely thrilled by the way you know who else is thrilled um th- this this may be one of the greatest promos ever cut. Now, um, if you were watching that UFC 229 event, 
you watched the heavyweight title, or it wasn't a heavyweight title fight, but the heavyweight fight between Derek Lewis and Alexander Volkov. And uh, Derek Lewis is losing the fight. I mean, he's losing. He's down on every scorecard going into the third round. Uh, he's been tagged a couple of times. He's been wobbled a couple of times. But he's got this right hand that can put people to sleep. And with heavyweight fighting in boxing, but especially in the UFC, you've got 260, 280-pound guys and these little baby four-ounce gloves. And if they touch you, you're going to bed. There's no, there's no other way around it. Like, you're going to sleep. So Derek Lewis is losing this fight. He's down on all three scorecards. It's done. It's over. Under 20 seconds left, he lands a crushing right hand and ends up winning the fight at the buzzer. I'm not going to call it the Minneapolis miracle, but it's something close to that. I mean, it was craziness. And then after the fight, Derek Lewis decided to take his pants off in the cage. He's just in his drawers. He took his his UFC board shorts off, and this was the post-fight interview with Joe Rogan. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls were hot. I understand. I forgot a few hours before the fight, Donald Trump called me and told me I got knocked this rush out because they're making me look bad on the news. You know, him and Putin and what they're talking about, USA and his home. Listen, Derek, you came into this fight at the number two contender with that knockout. You're absolutely one of the top guys in line for a shot at the title next. So tell us what you think about that. I need to sit my black ass down and do some more cardio. What you talking about right now? I ain't trying to fight for my title right now. Not no gas tank right there. Listen, Derek, you're one of the most entertaining guys in the sport. Congratulations on an amazing victory. And thank you very much for a really, really entertaining fight. Thanks for having me. Hey, maybe next week or sometime or two weeks from now, I'm come on and show and smoke some weed with you. Anytime, sir. Oh, that was brilliant. Derek Lewis post-fight after his miraculous win uh, over uh, Alexander Volkov. <laughs> Why'd you take your your shorts off? Because my you-know-whats were hot. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, man. Um, by the way, we do have... Uh, this is uh, this is actually uh, audio. Um, when I was talking to uh, Iowa Sam uh, earlier in the show, I said to Iowa Sam, I'm like, I'm like listen, man, uh, I think what you need to do is you need to, to do this for this segment and do this for this segment. This was Iowa Sam's response to me. I need to sit my black ass down and do some more cardio. Nobody got screwed over in the NFL a week ago like I did. I'll explain coming up here in just a couple of moments. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate 
quote. So, uh, obviously, uh, madness, absolute madness, craziness, UFC 229, um, just bizarro land, a fight in the crowd, uh, Conor McGregor getting tapped out by Khabib Nurmagomedov. Not that much of a surprise if you followed Khabib's career. You knew it was a pretty bad matchup for Conor. Um, but then afterwards, Khabib jumped into the crowd to fight Conor's cornerman. Uh, Khabib's uh, uh, corner actually uh, jumped into the cage, sucker punched Conor. Three guys from Khabib's camp got arrested. Conor McGregor refused to press charges, so they were released. Uh, everybody is outraged. All sorts of craziness. So we will be hearing from Dana White, more from Dana White, UFC president, uh, coming up in about uh, 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. But this is the time where we do Knox Locks. And the way that this works is during the football season, I will find a few games in the NFL each week. And I will go through, and I will try and find something I like. Now, it could be a standard betting line, and I'll make a pick. Or it could just be something, uh, uh, it could be a prop bet. It could be uh, whether I think somebody is going to turn the ball over at a certain point in the game. It's kind of a different spin on how you look and preview and pick games. All right, A lot of people pick point spreads. To me, first of all, I'm not good enough to do that. Secondly, why not have a little bit of fun with this? You know, spice it up a little bit. So, I actually went a week ago, I went three and two. Okay? I went three and two a week ago. I should have been four and one. And I'm pissed that I'm not. And I will get to that here in just a second. Now, the games that I did win, I had the Patriots minus six and a half over the Miami Dolphins. I thought that was uh, pretty much a lock. Uh, I didn't buy into Miami. I thought New England was going to rebound and respond, and they did. I had Josh Allen to turn the ball over multiple times against the Packers, and he did. That felt pretty good just based on where they were at the week before. I didn't anticipate that Josh Allen was going to come out and light it up like he did against the Minnesota Vikings. I said that both quarterbacks would play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Bears, and they did. I called my shot on that. The games that I lost, the first one I'm okay with. Because the first one was a little bit personal. Iowa Sam, our technical producer, is a diehard Iowa Hawkeye fan. He loves C.J. Beathard. He's got a C.J. Beathard stuffed animal. He's also got a C.J. Beathard tattoo on his lower back. Okay, He is passionate about C.J. Beathard. You are fake news. So I bet that C.J. Beathard would throw an interception before a touchdown last Sunday. He did not. Because the Chargers apparently aren't as good as I thought they were without Joey Bosa, so I lost that. But I was willing to go ahead and concede that. Whatever, you can't win them all. I got absolutely screwed in the Texans-Colts game. I had Colts as a pick Yeah. I should have pushed. That should have been a tie. I should have actually not be talking about a loss. I should be talking about a tie. But unfortunately, I'm talking about a loss right now. Because Frank Reich decided he wanted to set the tone and go for it on fourth down in overtime in his own territory because he wants to show his guys that he's got confidence in him. Hey, Frank, don't worry about whether or not they got confidence in you. Worry about whether or not they got confidence in your quarterback so he doesn't throw a ground ball on fourth down when I got money on the game. All right? So I'm pissed off about it. I got burned Bad coaching, bad decision-making, an even worse throw, and I got screwed. So instead of being 3-1-1 one, and one, or 4-1, and one, I'm sitting here at 3-2. and two. Not happy about it. But we're back for more. Hey, lock it. Let's lock in. And now, 
And now, Knox Locks. Rams at Seahawks. The Rams are a seven and a half point favorite at Seattle. This is a 4:25 p.m. Eastern Time kickoff on Fox. Look, the Rams have looked unstoppable so far this season. They've been amazing. I even apologized on the air a week ago. I apologized. I said Jared Goff was probably going to be a bust. Uh, I didn't understand the pick. I thought it was a PR move. And you can say that he's a system quarterback and this is all Sean McVay. Whatever you want to do to make yourself feel better at night, if you're still a Jared Goff and a Rams hater, you go ahead and be my guest. Uh, I had to take an L on that one. I got that one wrong. They've been fantastic. Seattle is clearly a shell of what they were. Clearly. Last week... They win the game, but they lose Earl Thomas. He flips off the sideline or Pete Carroll or whoever. Who the hell knows? Maybe he flipped off the the Seahawks mascot. I have no idea. He's been fined for it, but he's done for the year probably. Uh, A broken leg. Second time the injury has happened. That's a major loss for the Seattle defense. But the last time the Seahawks were this big of an underdog at home was the 2010 playoff game against the New Orleans Saints. That was the game that Marshawn Lynch ran wild on one of the most incredible touchdown runs that you've seen. That's the last time they were this much of an underdog at home. The Seahawks are also 44-10 and in their last 54 games at home. So now they're getting 7.5 points? This feels like a slight overreaction to a primetime performance by the Rams against a Minnesota team that's banged up and was on a short week on the road I like the Seahawks plus seven and a half coming up tomorrow. Giants and Panthers. This is a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox later today. So the Giants and the Panthers. Look, the Giants are struggling. It's been a rough end of the week for the Giants as well, too. Odell Beckham comes out on ESPN and Odell Beckham's talking about how we can't throw the ball 20 yards down the field. We don't have enough heart, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Pat Shermer, as head coach, had to respond. He didn't say that it was about heart. What he said it was it was about execution. So we've got ourselves some pointing fingers with the New York Giants, which is brilliant and fantastic and wonderful if you cover the Giants or you cover football in New York. They feed on stuff like this. This is a moneymaker for the people that cover the football team. But the Giants find themselves at one and three. They're at dead last in the NFC East. This is Pat Shermer's second chance of being a head coach in the NFL. If you flame out in stop number two in the NFL with little to no success, you're not getting a third chance. The organization has already made the commitment to Odell Beckham Jr. And Pat Shermer is a smart guy. He knows we're approaching a meltdown situation with OBJ. OBJ hasn't gotten into the end zone yet. Therefore, my Knox lock in this game is is Odell Beckham will catch a touchdown pass. Falcons at Steelers. 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. If somebody came to you before the season and they made a Super Bowl pick and they said, I think it'll be the Falcons and the Steelers, I'd have believed it. I, I would have I believed it. I would have bought it. In fact, you know what? I'd take that game. That'd be a fun game. Atlanta-Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl? I I would sign up for that. That'd be a damn fun game. And the Super Bowl's in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. I'd sign up for that. But instead, we're four weeks in, 
And these teams are combined two, five, and one on the year. Atlanta has got injuries. They've got close losses. Their their defense has a slew of starters either injured or out for the season. And Pittsburgh's problems have played out nationally. Whether it's Le'Veon Bell and that whole situation with his teammates calling him out, whether it's Antonio Brown not being happy with the offense and him and Ben Roethlisberger maybe butting heads, whether it's Mike Tomlin, whatever you want to call it, all this stuff is played out nationally for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I think last week's loss to Baltimore, as bad as it is, I think it says more about the rivalry. Because if you were to swap these two teams later on in the year when Pittsburgh goes to Baltimore, I could see Pittsburgh doing the exact same thing that Baltimore did to them. The rivalry, the records, they're almost dead even historically. That's just part of what that game is. I think Pittsburgh rebounds. I think Pittsburgh rebounds in a big way. And in fact, I think Ben Roethlisberger feeds on a banged-up Falcons team. My Knox lock isn't whether or not the Steelers are going to cover the spread. You can find this prop bet in certain markets. You can find it on certain websites around the country. If you go on and you look and you look hard enough, I like the Steelers to score over three-and-a-half touchdowns in this game. Jaguars and Chiefs. 1 p.m. Eastern time, Jags and Chiefs. Uh, The Patrick Mahomes show is the best thing going on in the NFL. Monday Night Football was so damn fun. What a good time that was, man. I could watch Patrick Mahomes play football for the rest of time. I'm in. It's exciting. I don't know how it's going to finish up, but it's exciting. Uh, He can make every throw in the book. He keeps them alive in games. It's an element to the Kansas City Chiefs and an Andy Reid offense that has never been there before, and it's a lot of fun. But it's a short week, and everybody is waiting to see when Patrick Mahomes is going to throw that first interception. The reality of Jacksonville's defense, though, may be a little different than the hype. Yes, Jacksonville is number one in points allowed. But they're middle of the pack in sacks and almost dead last in takeaways. So then why is there a betting line on Mahomes to throw an interception in this game? And why is it a slight favorite? Why is more money coming in on Mahomes to throw an interception? Is it one of those, well, he's due situations? Is it one of those, well, you know, law of averages, he's got to throw an interception. Everybody throws the interception. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with where the money is flowing. I like Patrick Mahomes to throw an interception, his first of the season in this game. Cowboys and Texans. The Texans are a three and a half point favorite on Sunday night football. Look, I'm still pissed off over the game from last week. I talked about it. I mean, what a bunch of crap. What a, what a load of crap that was. The Texans shouldn't have won that game. I mean, come on, man. They, they shouldn't have won that game. That, that should have been a tie at best. Bill O'Brien even settled for a tie in that game. Now, I can make a case for teams with a losing record because I could say, look, team got a bad breaks, team's got injuries, I, all sorts of stuff. You know, a couple of bounces here, a couple of bounces there, tip pass, interception. Like, I can make the case for that. But I just don't think Houston is very good. And I'm saying that after picking them to win the division. I like them to win the AFC South. I don't think they're that good. 
I think the criticism of Dak Prescott has been overblown, but I think that's par for the course in Dallas where if you're the quarterback or you're a cowboy because of how vocal Jerry Jones is and the spotlight on that team and how many haters the Cowboys have, it's amplified to the max when you're a Dallas Cowboy quarterback and you hit a couple of rough times. But there's a trend this season in the NFL I want you to listen to. This is important. Teams that have played a full overtime period, meaning the Browns, the Steelers, the Packers, the Vikings, and the Colts, okay? Six have played a full overtime period, but those five so far have all lost their very next week. The Browns lost the next week. The Steelers lost the next week. The Packers lost the next week. The Vikings lost the next week. And the Colts lost on Thursday night. The team that the Colts went to overtime with last week is the Houston Texans. I don't need Houston to lose. I just need them to follow the trend, sort of. You know, just don't win by more than three. That being said, I like the Cowboys plus three and a half on Sunday Night Football. And that is this week's edition of Knox Locks. How about that for a trend, huh? Every team that's gone the full overtime period lost the very next week. And look, I don't need, like I said, I don't need Houston to lose. Just don't win by more than three. That's it. I'll take a field goal. Whatever. You want to win by a field goal? Go for it. I'm good with that. Trying to do better in three and two. I should be four and one, but I got screwed last week. All right. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox. Uh, you can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. want to let you know we have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Uh, coming up next. So somebody actually called their shot. Somebody said that, that something was going to take place in the world of sports. And it sounded preposterous at the time. It, did, it didn't seem normal. It didn't seem like that would actually happen. And in fact, it actually did happen. Find out what we're talking about next year on FSR. Lock it in, man! Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Are we the only show in sports radio that still plays Alice in Chains? We got to be the only one, right? I know that there's some there's some directors out there, movie directors that love Alice in Chains. Like, um, who's the guy who did like uh, the Forty Year Old Virgin? Uh, man, I'm blanking on his name. I don't know. I know there's some there's some there's some directors in their forties out there that love Alice in Chains. Well, I mean, I, but I was thinking sports radio. Most people play like poppy stuff. Not on this show, man. You're gonna get some Alice in Chains, man. You like it? Little as little AIC, man. Oh, Judd Apatow. You know, he's done a ton of movies. I don't like them all. Some of them are okay, but he loves Alice in Chains, right, so and that this, makes him cool. So that was your uh, excuse to bring up Judd Apatow, because you well, got I a bone to pick with Judd. No, okay, I don't. I, gotcha. I know. He's fine. He's, a, he's talented. All Love right. Alice in Chains. Um, so it is a football Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio, which means we have got Guess That Garbage coming up less than 10 minutes from now here on FSR. Um, it is where I go around the country, and I ask you basic sports trivia about the NFL. I mean, this is, it's easy, man. It's all NFL stuff and it's all relating to things that have happened in the NFL over the last week or so. All right. So if you want to be a part of guess that garbage here on Fox sports radio, if you want to be a part 
of the greatest NFL trivia game show anywhere on sports radio. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. 877-996-6369. NFL trivia coming up. Bottom of the hour. Your chance. It's all easy. For some reason, you guys struggle with this. I have no idea why, but we have got basic NFL trivia coming up uh, less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox. So, um... There was a there was a situation that happened at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. If you're just tuning in or you have not seen or heard or heard any of the aftermath, uh, UFC 229, the biggest fight in the history of the UFC, Khabib Nurmagomedov submitting Conor McGregor in the fourth round with a rear naked choke. All right, Khabib Nurmagomedov is the real deal. He's 27 and 0. Um, he's a bad dude, and it shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, a lot of the Connor fans were all over betting on Connor McGregor. He was the underdog going into this fight for a reason. Connor looked like he hadn't fought in a little while inside a cage. He looked a little bit rusty. Khabib landed the bigger shot. Khabib actually looked like he did better striking wise at certain points of the fight, which is a surprise. So the ending shouldn't have been that much of a surprise. What happened afterwards? Khabib jumped over the cage to fight one of Conor McGregor's uh, cornermen. Uh, Con- uh, Khabib's cornermen jumped over the cage, sucker punched Conor McGregor. There were three guys in 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 the cage trying to get at Conor McGregor from Khabib's side. This is a it's just a bad situation all the way around. Bad situation all the way around. But my my whole point in opening the show was: listen, I don't know why you're surprised. These are fighters, man. This is what they do. These guys fight. It is sanctioned violence. You cannot expect fighters to act normal moments after they've just been fighting with somebody they can't stand and somebody they hate. Like, I get why, after the fact, you're still heated up and you're still bothered and you're still hot. I get it. I mean, some like look, if somebody cuts you off, um, if you bang your knee on the corner of the coffee table... How long are you pissed off about that? I need like five, ten minutes. I, I do. I got to have five, ten minutes to get away. We're expecting these guys in the heat of the moment, thirty seconds later, to still not be in fight mode. You're crazy. I, I think it's. I think it's a crazy ask. I think it's a crazy request. These guys are in the mode, in the moment. It's straight up violence against somebody you hate, you cannot stand. You shouldn't be surprised at all by it. What's funny about it? is that Brendan Schaub, who's a former UFC fighter, and he fought in the UFC for years. He also played in the NFL, I think, for a short time. But Brendan Schaub, who's now uh, he's doing stand-up comedy, uh, he's also a, a TV host, he was on a recent interview on the Joe Rogan podcast. And Brendan Schaub said, when he was talking with Joe Rogan's producer, Joe Rogan's producer mentioned that he was going to the fight. And Brendan Schaub said, that's a bad idea. He's all, I'm not going to the fight. And Joe Rogan was confused. Like, what are you saying? You're like, I mean, you cover MMA, you fought MMA. Why wouldn't you want to go to the fight? And Brendan Schaub said, I think it's going to get nasty in the crowd. He's like, I think something's going to happen. This is a different level. This is different. You've got Russia, you've got Ireland. It's been very personal. And I think something's going to happen. And he was right. And I almost was expecting something to happen as well, too. This wasn't just a fake promotion to try and get people excited about a fight. This was very personal and sometimes over the line. And sometimes, you know, that stuff happens when promoting a fight. And then you get in there and you fight and it's still not over with. 
you still haven't scratched that itch. Here was Khabib after the fight talking with the media. First of all, I want to say sorry to Athletic Commission, Nevada, sorry to Vegas. I know this is not my best side. You know, this is not my best side. You know, I'm human being and uh, like I know understand how people can talk about I jump on the cage, you know. What about he talk about my religion, he talk about my country, he talk about my father. He come to Brooklyn and he broke bus. He almost killed couple people. What about this? What about this? Why people talk about I jump over the cage? Why people still talk about this? Like I don't understand. There was no other way that was going to go, man. Like it just it wasn't going to go any other way. If people outraged by it or people shocked and disappointed and and stunned at the result and stunned to see uh, something take place and 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 turn into something like that, you just haven't been paying close enough attention. Then, I mean, you, you haven't been watching, you haven't been listening, you haven't been hearing some of the things that were said. You haven't. I mean, come on, like this is the way fighting goes. It's violent out there. Like some of the promotion, not all of it is just fake hype and buildup. Whatever happened to all those people that were talking about how the dolly through the bus window was a publicity stunt? Whatever happened to those people? Where were those people at? Were they in the crowd as well, too? I told you guys at the time, this was not a publicity stunt, man. That was all real. Like, you're not, Im- you're not injuring fighters and throwing a dolly through a bus window and removing fighters from cards because they're not physically capable of fighting a couple of days before a fight just to promote another fight that may not happen. This was real. And this is the potential when you have the fight game. Like I, I made the, the, the comparison earlier. If you have a pet tiger because you have so much money, don't come to me two years later and go, I cannot believe he ripped my arm off. Can you believe this? This is unbelievable. That This bastard, this ungrateful you-know-what, he ripped my arm off. Well, I mean, yeah, he's a wild animal. Uh, that happens. You run the risk. That's how it goes. In fighting, you run the risk of this stuff happening. Now, Dana White was upset after the fight. Uh, this is him talking with the media in the press conference. But Dana White, as good as there's ever been as far as fight promotion, I think he is disappointed. But I think Dana White is going to wake up tomorrow and he's going to think about things and he's going to figure everything out. And s- some way or another, I think we're going to get a rematch. Here was Dana White afterwards, though. Give us an idea kind of where you stand. I mean, should these guys run it back or is that an awful idea for oh. the UFC? We, we have to see what happens uh, with the Nevada State Athletic Commission. I mean, not just the, 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 the commission. I mean, there's going to be fines. There's going to be uh, God knows what, you know. Can these guys get visas and get back in the country? You know what I mean? Um, and I mean Habib we'll see how this thing plays out and you know like I was saying been doing this for 18 years and uh, um, the biggest night ever and I couldn't be more disappointed you know you know me I'm usually mad at everything you know but I'm not even mad I'm, I'm just really disappointed I mean I I, I get it man it, it, it the optics look bad you don't have control of your sport you don't have control of your fighters but I think if you if if you look at this for what it really is, which is the fight game, and things like this can happen, and I'm surprised they don't happen more often. I think the rematch, although maybe stylistically in what you saw in the cage, doesn't make a lot of sense because the fight wasn't all that close. 
the rematch makes even more sense because it sells itself. The fight sells itself. It's true, genuine, bad blood. If they can figure out a way, and they talked about all the security they had there just in case, and it still wasn't enough. If you can figure out a way to do it to where none of this stuff happens, maybe you bar the guys who jumped into the cage from cage side next time, there's no way. If 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 it's available, and if both guys want it, there is no possible way that there's not a rematch for this fight. you got to be realistic about it. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. And that is an important number, and here's why. Every week we play Guess That Garbage. I'm going to go around the country, sometimes around the world, and I'm going to ask you basic NFL trivia questions. But here's the, here's the catch. It's all things that have happened in the last week or so. So this is all recent stuff, all recent storylines, and it seems like it's easy until you guys get on the big stage and then you defecate all over yourselves on national radio. So we are going to give you another opportunity. It's only for the people out there that aren't nervous, the men, the women, the children, whoever you are. If you are not nervous and you think you know the NFL, now is your opportunity. 877-99 on Fox. That is coming up next. For all the latest, though, Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And we'll start with college football, where number 22, Florida, had a big upset over number 5, LSU. That was devastating. It was. I mean, it was. It shouldn't have been, but it turned out to be. 27-19, the final. <laughs> F you, Ralph. Way to shoehorn in Ed Orgeron here on the show. Hey, hey, are you blaming me? <laughs> Unbelievable. Put it on me. It's always on my fault. Give them the credit when they win. It's always on me when we lose. I'm the boss. And uh, i got to get him better. That's it. There you go. That's Dirty Pool by Ralph Irvin, who's just a non-professional broadcaster. He literally cherry-picked Ed Orgeron post-game sound after a loss so he could use it in an update. Yeah, I cherry-picked the good stuff. <laughs> Never. I'm very angry, Ralph. No, yeah, don't, don't play any of the Florida sound. Uh, just play Ed Orgeron because he sounds like uh, the Cookie Monster gargling razor blades. Something like that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mississippi State also an upset winner, 23-9 over number 8 Auburn. Number 19 Texas wins a shootout over number 7 Oklahoma, 48-45. And Utah surprises number 14 Stanford, 40-21. Major League Baseball, the American League Division Series continued on Saturday. The Yankees 6-2 winners over Boston. That series tied at 1-all. Houston a 3-1 win over Cleveland. The Astros lead that series two games to none. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And as you were talking about, Jonas, UFC 229, Khabib Nurmagomedov submitted Conor McGregor in the fourth round. And then the melee afterwards. There'll be a lot to come in the days and weeks ahead. But now back to... The one and only Jonas Knox. He's originally from uh, California out there uh, near um, Thousand Oaks. There you go. Thanks, Ralph. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Uh, go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Right now, it is time for this. Oh, my God. Ah! What the hell is that smell? These two teams flat out stink. Stinks. It always has stunk. He stinks. This stinks. He stunk. Welcome to the party, baby. How's that? It's Guess That Garbage. 
Guess that garbage, baby. Every single week at this time, we play this game. I go around the country. I sometimes go around the world, depending on if you can get in, and I test your NFL knowledge. All right? So every week at this time, we do it here on Guess That Garbage. Um, So let's get it started here. Now, by the way, if you think that I'm lying about the popularity of this show, we've got a 1,000 phone lines here on Fox Sports Radio. If you call 877-99 on Fox right now, 877-996-6369, you're going to get a busy signal. That's a thousand phone lines filled to the brim of people who want to talk NFL and are listening to this show. So let's go to Minneapolis first, where Marty is listening on Fox Sports Radio on the great K fan in Minneapolis. Marty, what's happening? Hey, what's going on? Uh, you tell me, man, what's going on in Minneapolis? Oh, you know, I'm just doing the Sunday paper route. Oh, there, there you go. Now, is it starting to get a little chilly? Oh, man, you don't even want to know. Like, what are we talking, like 40s, 50s right now? About 44. All right, see, uh, it, it's, uh, we are approaching We are approaching uh, the, the cold season. I love it, man. The, the leaves are falling. Uh, things are changing. It's getting a little uh, little chilly outside. Good, man. It's football weather. You got that. All right, so here we go, Marty. Um, so, Marty, you were watching um, Thursday Night Football, correct? You saw Tom Brady? Yep, I actually picked the Colts plus ten and a half. That was a mistake. Well, I mean, look, we'll get them next time. That's the good thing. As long as you didn't spend all your money, you can bet on a myriad of things in the NFL every week. Um, yep. But here's here's what I found interesting. So Tom Brady has now thrown a touchdown to seventy one different players. All right. So here's my question, and I'm going to give you multiple choice here. Who of the following has caught? The most touchdowns from Tom Brady. All right, it's one of the following. All right, I want you to listen to all the options before you take your guess. All right, is it Brandon Cooks, Mike Vrabel, Jabbar Gaffney, Brandon LaFell, Tim Wright, or Nick Wright? I got to go with LaFell. That is incorrect. Oh, that is. Mike Vrabel is actually the correct answer. Mike Vrabel has eight touchdown catches from Tom Brady in his career. More than Brandon Cooks, Jabbar Gaffney, Brandon LaFell, Tim Wright, and definitely Nick Wright. Crazy. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Uh, Let's go to North Dakota where Marvin is listening here on Fox Sports Radio. Marvin, what's happening? The Eagles Vikings. Oh, yeah. So are you going to wait up that whole time? No. Get a cat nap. Uh, now, so what is now? Let's talk, this seems like it's an issue. Now, let's talk about this because so so now, are you drinking right now? Are you having an alcoholic beverage? No. Okay. Now, now you say not yet, but it's um, three thirty nine in the morning. So I would where you're at. It's three thirty nine Central Time. So by not yet, do you mean that you you're going to start drinking in what, like an hour or two hours? No, or no, noon. Noon. All right. So right when the game starts. No, that's three. Oh, that's right. It's a late game. Is is it a late game? Is uh, a yeah. okay. So now, no. So you're gonna start drinking at noon. Now, by the by the time the game kicks off, how hammered are you gonna be? Yeah, because it's a four twenty five Eastern time kickoff. That's right. So by the time the game kicks off, how hammered are you gonna be? Oh, yeah. We have a pregame. I mean, you know, I'll work my way there. All right. Fair enough. All right, here we go. True or false? All right, Marvin, true or false, and then we'll let you get to your catnap, all right? True or false, Tom Brady has thrown an interception in every game this season. That's false. 
That is correct. Look at you. Look at you. On Garbage. your way to a cat nap and a day of booze. Garbage. That is correct. Good for you. By the way, is that a true is that a true statement, Sam? Does everybody have a three hour pregame? <laughs> I don't think that everybody does have a three hour pregame. No. I mean that three hours is perfect though. Get a little food, get yeah. a little beverage. And like think about that in context to where you're located. In Hawaii, the game started at seven AM. How many Hawaiians are waking up at four AM and hitting the bottle for seven AM games? I don't want a beer at all at seven in the morning. No, I don't. No, I, 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 I want coffee yeah, and a croissant. Yeah, give me a uh, give me a, a glass of water and a cup of coffee. There you go. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. Thought, I'm good. Not quite ready for that. But listen, it, he's he's a, look at North Dakota man. They they come hard with it, man. All right, uh, let's go to Oregon, and let's go to Austin in Oregon. Who's listening here on Fox Sports Radio? Austin, what's happening? How's it going? Uh, just hanging out. Where in Oregon are you, man? Coos Bay. Where's that? Southern Oregon. Okay, nice. Um, now, Southern Oregon, uh, what is that, California? Yeah, basically. Okay. All right, so here's the question I got for you. So, Drew Brees needs just uh, just 201 yards to pass Peyton Manning for most career passing yards. So, if Peyton Manning right now is first and Drew Brees is third, who is second on the all-time passing yards list? Joe Montana? Ooh, that is close, but no, that is incorrect. No, that is incorrect. Brett Favre would be the correct answer. Yeah, Brett Favre, second. Drew Brees will pass him on Monday night, no doubt. And then most likely pass Peyton Manning as well, too. Um, let's go to Los Angeles. Let's go to the uh, great AM570 LA Sports, where Scott is listening right now in the middle of an F4 tornado somewhere on the 405. <laughs> Scott, what's happening? Uh, just hanging out, man. Uh, so where are you? Where are you driving right now? Sounds like a freeway. Uh, down Vine Street. Oh, okay, you're in Hollywood. Yeah, I just came back from a Keith Urban concert. Where Where was he playing at? A Staples Center. Oh, nice. Good. Yeah. Get, yeah. Get away, man. Staples Center after a concert or a game. What a nightmare. Get the hell out of yeah, there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Get out of there. All right. So here's the, the um, yeah. here's the uh, question I got for you. So. Jalen Ramsey this week implied that Tyreek Hill is a returner, not necessarily a wide receiver when he was discussing their matchup. So who has more? All right, so who has more? Does Jalen Ramsey have more career interceptions or does Tyreek Hill have more career special teams touchdown returns? I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. That is incorrect. No, unfortunately... Jalen Ramsey, more interceptions than Tyreek Hill, uh, special team touchdown return, 6-5. to five. Close, but 6-5. to five. Uh, five, Last one, all right? Last one. Let's go out to – let's go out to – yeah, we'll go to Kurt. Kurt is listening in Orange County here on Fox Sports Radio. Kurt, what's happening? Just woke up a little while ago, Jones, just in time for the show. Why is that? Did you hit the uh, bottle and uh, pass out? No. Okay. Good talk. All right, so here we go. Uh, Kurt, here's the question I got for you, and it's multiple choice, so I want you to listen to all the options before you make your guess, all right? Which NFL quarterback has been sacked the most this season thus far? Here are your options. Is it Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Eli Manning, Russell Wilson, or Russell Brand? Eli Manning. 
No, unfortunately, incorrect. No, that is uh, that is Josh Allen who has been sacked the most. And with that, a one in four performance here on Guess That Garbage. Garbage. Par for the course here on Fox Sports Radio. But have Garbage. no fear, we will be back next week for another opportunity for you to not know your NFL on a national stage. You are all garbage. Right, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. I want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Coming up next here on FSR. People in the world of sports have said some of the most disgusting things all week. If you don't think so, wait till you hear what we've got for you next on Fox Sports Radio. You throwing this out? I believe that's what you do with garbage, you idiot. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We'll compare rates for you so you get a great deal, even if it's not with us. Saving you time and money. Now that's Progressive. Call or click today. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, So we will get all sorts of NFL stuff coming up top of next hour, so less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So we've got some NFL stuff, um, just a wild, wild Saturday. I'll say this, man, about that UFC fight. There is nothing like a big fight, nothing like it. It is – I was getting nervous, and I was getting, like, juiced watching that fight, and I didn't have money on it. Uh, I don't know Conor McGregor. I don't know Khabib Nurmagomedov. I'm not Russian. I don't believe that I'm Irish. I, I have had no stakes in it whatsoever. No dog in the fight. And I was legitimately amped up and dealing with adrenaline. Like, I had an adrenaline dump driving into the show after the fight was over. <sighs> and I had nothing to do with That's not what I meant. It's disgusting. But it was... Awesome, man. And there are certain sporting events that just translate through the television better than others. A big fight, you can feel it. Like you can, it is, it grabs you, man. So anybody that's that's complaining about the the how the fight ended and all of that, you can go not watch anymore and you can tell everybody you're not going to watch anymore. That was fascinating television. It was great. The whole card was awesome. I think Overall, the UFC is going to be pretty pleased with what they got on Saturday night. Uh, All right. Right now, it is time for a little something on the show where we hear from people in the world of sports who may or may not have said disgusting things during the course of the week, and it's called this. Out of context! It's time to make people in sports sound even worse than they already did this week. Similar to this long sentence that I just read. What? It's out of context. Wake me up! We just couldn't get that really big hit. It was close. I mean, I, I want to watch it on film, but it was, you know, it felt really close. We got to bring it every week. It's called the old turkey hole shot. We're going for that <laughs> 10 times out of 10. That's just the way it's got to roll. It's great, man. I had yeah, to pull it out. Very... I had to pull it out. We've <laughs> got to do more doing and less saying and just get the job done. Dicker! The kid! Yeah! It shouldn't be this hard, but it is. Or it was today. There's just not enough surface to dig into for those guys, but we got used to it. Why would you take your pants off? My balls was hot. I understand. We couldn't make enough changes. We should fire every person. It's going to be just as hard as the ground and the, and the distance that we've already traveled. It's going to be just as hard to get there. Everyone makes out. That means it's going to feel very sexy out there. You want something? Open your mouth. Open your mouth. That's legal right now. That's legal. What the hell was that? Mayor, who the hell was that at the end there? That was Yasiel Puig. Jesus. Sounds like one of the in-laws. Good God. All right, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. We've got NFL talk coming up next here on FSR.
So we may have to adjust how we evaluate a quarterback in the NFL. I'll explain it coming up here in just a couple of moments. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. You could find us on SiriusXM Channel 83 and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So, um... I'm going to get to that uh, quarterback evaluation and how you view a quarterback, but we do want to update you on key players that are and their status coming up uh, for today's games um, in the NFL. Um, Adam Schefter is reporting that the following players are out. Uh, Falcons defensive tackle Grady Jarrett, uh, Giovanni Bernard of the Cincinnati Bengals, as well as John Ross, wide receiver for the Bengals. Trumaine Johnson of the Jets, cornerback is out. Uh, Randall Cobb is out for the Packers. Ziggy Ansa is out. Leonard Fournette is out uh, as well, too. Um, Giants tight end Evan Ingram and also uh, Giants defensive end Olivier Vernon. So, that is the; those are the players that are out, according to Adam Schefter. Ian Rappaport is reporting. Now, you just heard Schefter talk about um, the Packers are going to be without Randall Cobb. That's been sort of a back-and-forth battle between Mike McCarthy, between Aaron Rodgers. And I think a lot of that is, and let's just be honest here, everybody's guilty of being maybe a little bit jealous or a little bit envious of somebody else who's got something that you don't have. Even if you've got a lot, if somebody has something you don't have at certain times in your life, maybe you get a little bit of envy, a little envious. Aaron Rodgers is looking around, and like Trubisky's throwing for six touchdowns, Patrick Mahomes lighting the league up, Jared Goff is lighting the league up. There's quarterbacks around the NFL that are using different schemes, different terminology, different packages, different plays, different concepts, and they're tearing the league up. And it's like the Packers are still doing the same things. And I think a lot of Aaron Rodgers' frustration and speaking out is because maybe he feels like they're not, they don't have as much to deal with or as much as to work with as other teams in the NFL do. So with Randall Cobb being out coming up later on, Ian Rappaport is reporting that Devontae Adams, wide receiver for the Packers, he was limited this week with a calf injury, but he looked good on Saturday during practice. Barring a setback, he should play, so that'll help Green Bay's cause moving forward. Also in that game, Marvin Jones, wide receiver for the Lions. He was on the injury report for an ankle issue. He is expected to play as well, too. So um, the Vikings, uh, also uh, Dalvin Cook not expected to play uh, Sunday versus the Eagles. So that's uh, that's the latest, and we'll sprinkle some more in. Um, Sammy Watkins, another one, he is going to play today. There's some optimism that he'll be able to go for the Chiefs as they take on the Jaguars. So that should uh, all those key players, um, that's the latest that we have. If any more news breaks, obviously, throughout the course of the show or in any of our other shows here on Fox Sports Radio. We've got wall-to-wall coverage here on Sunday, all throughout the day, all NFL conversation moving forward. Um, I want to discuss this because I heard something interesting that I think may change the way that we view a certain quarterback in the NFL. Because I think that people go in with an expectation to certain things, especially in the NFL, and you just assume 
that it's going to be different or you assume that it's even though you have a lot of information and a lot of intel that would tell you something different you can't get it out of your mind that you're going to see an alteration to what you're expecting like i really do truly feel that the reason that people are expecting patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs to fall back a little bit is for a couple of reasons. One, which is very logical, because you can't expect that team to play at that high of a level the entire season. There's going to be pitfalls. Every quarterback has them. So that's one, and that's pure logic. I mean, that's you're thinking clearly, very logical. I also think that the reason that people look at Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think the reason that people think that they may fall back to the pack is because they can't get the image of Andy Reid's typical Kansas City offense out of their mind. And so they're so used to seeing that. And because they're so used to seeing it, that's what they go back to. That like like that that's just how they think about things. Like I think that applies in sports. It's like when you're in high school you could be uh, like you could graduate high school. It could be twenty years later. You could be successful with money and a great career and a great family. But people in your high school are still going to remember you for the kid who made armpit fart noises during class, um, uh, threw trash at people, uh, snuck booze onto campus, uh, ditched third period. Um, put gum on the back of people's locks uh, when they would try to go and open up their locker. Like if you're a goofball in high school or if you're just one of those kids who's always pulling shenanigans or you're the class clown, it doesn't matter how successful you are afterwards. There's still people in your high school that are never going to get that image out of their mind. They're never going to get that image out of your mind. If you see somebody you hadn't seen in high school for years and years and years, don't you kind of just, and, and maybe it's just muscle memory kind of revert back and feel like you did when you're seeing them when you were 16, 17 years old in high school. I mean, you just, it's different. Like it, it there's just, it, you, you, it's hard to get that part of your life away from you full time. You could do whatever you want, but like certain people remember you for what you are. I think certain people are always going to think of the chiefs as a limited offense who does really well in the regular season and then gets to the postseason and they host an early postseason game and then they probably lose. And if they don't lose, they're going to lose the next week in New England. I really do. I think that that is part of why people have reservations about the Kansas City Chiefs, that they just can't get the image of Kansas City losing in the playoffs early on with a limited offense that doesn't translate to the playoffs. I, they can't get that out of their mind. And I think that's why there is sort of a expectation of, ah, they're going to fall back to the pack. Ah, this is fool's gold. Ah, Mahomes isn't the real deal. Guy can make every throw in the book. He's got one of the great offensive minds in the NFL coaching him. He's got talent around him. Why would he fall back to the pack? I mean, like everything speaks to him not doing that, but we can't get that image out of our mind. I think the same thing has happened with the Cleveland Browns. We can't get the image of the Browns out of our mind, so we just assume everything's bad. How many times have you seen people send a tweet out over something happening with the Cleveland Browns, and somebody will send some 
tweet out saying, Brown's going to Brown. Oh, here we go. There's the Cleveland Browns we remember. It's just muscle memory. It's like being the goofball in high school. Like that That's just what you assume that they are. They're always the class clown. 20 years later, completely different person, completely different life, successful, money in the bank, family, all sorts of fortune. No, still the kid uh, who used to bring a whoopee cushion into class and uh, and fill it up with cat urine and make people sit on it. Can't get that out of your mind. So when you're watching the Cleveland Browns and you realize if you go down the Browns record and you see a tie against Pittsburgh in a game that they probably should have won, a game against the Saints that they probably should have won on the road, if not for poor kicking, and then a game against the Raiders who they probably should have beaten. There were questionable calls, including a spot late in the game that would have iced the game. If you're looking at all that, you've got a team that probably should be 4-0. But we can't get it out of our minds that this Browns team may be different than the one that we're used to. Here's another thing we can't get out of our minds. That, you know, maybe the guy that they took at the top of the draft, maybe this guy, uh, he had kind of a head start coming into the NFL over everybody else. Reason I say that is Albert Breer, who works for the MondayMorningQuarterback.com. He's fantastic. He's been covering the NFL for years and years. He was on the herd with Colin Cowherd this week here on heard on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates, and he brought up an interesting point that may change the way you think about Baker Mayfield moving forward. I'll tell you this, Colin. People in the NFL right now believe that Lincoln Riley is one of the top five offensive coaches on the planet anywhere. And the fact that he comes from that system, the fact that he was able to play for Lincoln Riley, um, just from the, uh, the the quarterback coaching standpoint, really put him in a position to develop over the last three years. And what you're seeing, and not all of it's translatable to the NFL, of course, what he learned at Oklahoma, but what you're seeing, two very important qualities. One, he's very accurate with the ball. And two, his decision-making, for the most part, was off the charts at Oklahoma. If you have those two things coming into the league, that's a pretty good starting point. So let's just think about this then. Now that we know all that, and now that we've gotten a little bit of sample size of Baker Mayfield, and I understand that he had a couple of turnovers, and there were some uh, a couple of bad throws maybe in that game against Oakland, and that's going to happen with a rookie quarterback. But it, now hearing Albert Breer say that, that Lincoln Riley is considered to be one of the top off five offensive minds in all of football, not just college, not just the NFL, all of football, if Baker Mayfield came from that, maybe we don't see that many typical drop-offs of of what we normally see with a young quarterback. You know, maybe he is the real deal. Maybe the Browns actually did get it right. Because think about it. The Browns probably should have won that game, a road game, a week ago, Baker Mayfield's first start. He went blow for blow with Derek Carr. I mean, that both teams scored in the 40s. There were some poor, you know, bad turnovers, and I get it. And and young quarterback, and that's going to happen. And it happens all the time in the NFL. Guys throw, throw interceptions. It happens. And it's a road game. But now that you actually take a step back, I've been saying this from day one. So many things point to they got this right. This guy's better than advertised. I mean, won a Heisman Trophy, but I think people just expected, 
undersized Johnny Manziel. They couldn't get the idea of the Browns actually getting a pick right in their minds, so they just kept deferring to what they're used to. Nah, nah, we're that's that that's that's what we're used to. That's the Browns. No, like it, it's different. You know, they aren't they aren't the kid in high school uh, uh, who used to cut farts during PE. All right, they're not like that. It's different. Like they're not they're not that same kid anymore. Like they actually did get this right. A couple of the best talent evaluators in the NFL. I've talked about it. Both like Johnny Manziel more than any other quarterback in the draft. Check steps in on prime time, no notice, wins the Browns their first game in like two and a half years. Check. Goes blow for blow on the road in a game the Browns probably should have won at Oakland with Derek Carr and the Raiders. Check. Came from a college where the head coach there is considered one of the top five offensive minds in all of football. Check. At what point do we not take a step back and go, maybe we missed this evaluation. Maybe he's better than we thought. 877-99 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-996-6369. Uh, you can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Uh, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover Card. Become a new card member, and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Coming up next... There is um there's a team in the NFL that I legitimately feel bad for and I feel bad for their fans. Find out who I'm talking about here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox Fox Sports Radio coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, so there's a team in the NFL that I legitimately feel bad for. I do, I feel bad for them, I feel bad for their fans. Um I'll explain who that is coming up here momentarily. We do have an update. An update. Connor McGregor has spoken, kind of, on Twitter. If you're just tuning in, uh, Conor McGregor lost to Khabib Nurmagomedov in the fourth round uh, of a uh, of an okay fight. It wasn't that great, um, but he lost in the fourth round. He was submitted by Khabib. Uh, that's not what the story of the fight is. The story of the fight is Khabib jumping over the cage to fight Conor's cornerman, and then Khabib's uh, uh, cornerman jumping into the cage to sucker punch Conor McGregor. Guys were arrested momentarily. Conor McGregor refused to press charges. Uh, they, you know, Bruce Buffer had to announce the winner, and neither guy was in the cage because they were being ushered out by security because they were afraid for their safety. It was craziness. Um, and so Conor McGregor has sent a tweet out that says, uh, good knock, looking forward to the rematch. So, so there's that. So Conor McGregor has spoken. So I, I was expecting Conor McGregor to, to do something more along the lines of, uh, I don't know, some of the go-to, some of the classics, some of the hits. Suck these big artists. All right, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Um, coming up here uh, in uh, in just a uh, a couple of moments, and, and actually, I do want to get to this here. Let's go all the way to uh, let's go to Kansas City, where uh, Zach is listening here on Fox Sports Radio. Zach, what's happening? Oh, it's a pleasure. The Jonas Knox. Uh, see, I hate when that happens. Unbelievable. Damn phone lines here. Sorry about that. <sighs> 
That's unbelievable. Can you believe that? Just the phone lines cutting out like that? What was that? I have no idea. Can we we have a thousand phone lines here? We can't get one that works? Jesus. That is craziness. By the way, for free winners daily, go to VegasCovers.com. That's VegasCovers.com. Uh, Mike Harmon, our uh, fantasy football insider and expert, will be with us here coming up uh, less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, so I legitimately feel bad for an NFL team. I really, really do. Because they were set up for success, man. Like, they had an opportunity to to have I I would think a really really good season. Like they were they were totally set up for success. And I think that in the NFL and you've seen this happen in years before where you have an NFL team who gets a lot of breaks one year or a lot of things go their way or there's a lot of bounces and a lot of things happen and it works out fortunately for them. If that goes down, usually the next year it doesn't carry over. You saw that happen with the Oakland Raiders a couple of years ago. They were 13-3. and They were rolling through the NFL. They were winning all these close games, all these shootouts. And then you got to the next season, and it actually happened uh, later on in that season. Derek Carr suffered an injury. You don't get the bounces you got the year before, and everything starts to fall apart. And so I don't think that that stuff carries over in the NFL. I, just, I, I think that in the NFL, you've got to cash in when you got an opportunity. Like, you've got to close the deal. Philadelphia is not the same team they were a year ago. It's clear. Um, New England's consistency is what's most impressive about them because they've won the big game. They've won it multiple times. They've gotten to the big dance. They're always there. They're always in contention. In the NFL, it's different. Most teams, you get your shot, and then you step aside. And you've got to capitalize when you have the opportunity. I legitimately legitimately feel bad for the Atlanta Falcons. I feel bad for their fans. I feel bad for the team. I feel bad for the organization. If you just think about what the last couple of years has been like for the Atlanta Falcons, you get back to the Super Bowl. You hadn't been in almost 20 years. You've got the Patriots on the ropes. That game's over. They're closing the coffin. They're pouring the dirt. They're laying the rose. They're saying their goodbyes. They're giving the eulogy. It's over for New England. Bounce here. Bad play call here. Julian Edelman makes a miraculous catch here. Next thing you know, they go to overtime. Your offense doesn't even get the ball. And New England goes right down the field and they win the game. You blow that kind of lead. You come back the next season, not only do you rebound, you get back into the playoffs, and then you win on the road against the Rams in L.A., and you dominate them. Most teams, you lose a Super Bowl like that, you're wearing that for however long it takes. I mean, like, like some teams don't recover from that. That is devastating. Did the Houston Oilers ever recover from that 35-3 to uh, uh, lead that they had that they blew against the Buffalo Bills? No, in fact, not only did they not recover, they moved to Nashville a few years later. Like, it, like, like you go through something like that traumatic, you can't expect that you're going to be back. Not only were they back, not only did they come back, but they go into L.A. and they beat the Rams in a playoff game. Then, the next week... They've got Philly on the ropes. 
it looks like Atlanta is going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. Come up short in the red zone, they lose. You fast forward to this season, and you're the Atlanta Falcons. And I even picked the Atlanta Falcons to win the division. I thought, man, this is. I think the Falcons are going to have a strong year. I think the Falcons are going to be the real deal. I think they're going to rebound from this. You open up the season, and you're at the Eagles again. And you've got five opportunities down the stretch to get into the end zone. And Matt Ryan just couldn't figure it out. You can blame Steve Sarkeesian all you want. You can, you can try and say that it was play calling. Matt Ryan threw the ball out of the end zone five different times. So you lose that game, and you probably should have won. Then you lose to the New Orleans Saints in a game that went to overtime high scoring 43-37 Drew Brees on a rushing touchdown so you lose that game a close game at home a game you probably should have won then you lose a week ago on a last second touchdown throw by Andy Dalton to AJ Green at home so that's two straight weeks in a row so we're looking at three losses and the combined point total of those losses is 13 so instead of being Three and one, or even four and zero, you're sitting at one and three, and now you go at Pittsburgh in a game where Pittsburgh's got their back up against the wall. Ben Roethlisberger's a much better quarterback at home than he is on the road, and Pittsburgh's trying to rebound from an ugly division loss on primetime TV. Oh, and by the way, all that injury luck that you've had the past several years in Atlanta. There's this injury metrics that they do to where it's, um, you know, uh, players with the most value that you lose to injury. The past three years, the Falcons have been second, sixth, and second in the league. Have had great health over the past three years in the NFL, comparatively speaking to other teams in the league. Oh, yeah, you don't get any of that anymore. We're four weeks in, you got three starters out, and you got more that are going to be missing Sunday's game. Like it just goes to show you, if you get there, you got to close because you never know when you're going to get back. They were so close. They had New England on the ropes closing the casket. And here we are a couple of years later, and they're about to go one in four, five weeks into the season, less than two years removed from nearly winning a Super Bowl title. They've gotten no break, no bounce. The injury luck has now gone the other way that they've had the past couple of years. I legitimately feel bad for the Atlanta Falcons. I think that they're finished. What happens from here on out, I have no idea, but I think this year's a wrap for Atlanta. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number, 877-996-6369. Uh, you can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, coming up next, Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's fantasy football insider. He has got some interesting little tidbits on a player who you haven't heard from in a long time who could have a major impact in the NFL on Sunday and on Monday. Find out who we're talking about next here on FSR. But for all the latest, it's Ralph Irvin. Thank you very much, Jonas. And at UFC 229 in Las Vegas, Khabib Nurmagomedov. I stumbled on that one. Khabib Nurmagomedov submitted Conor McGregor in the fourth round with a rear naked choke. 
He retains his UFC lightweight championship after the fight. Khabib leapt into the stands, confronting members of the McGregor team. Meanwhile, members of Khabib's team jumped into the ring and sucker punched Conor McGregor. Three members of Team Nurmagomedov were arrested. No charges pressed. That's because Conor declined to do it. More to come on this for sure. Meanwhile, in the Major League Baseball playoffs, American League Divisional Series, the Yankees 6-2 winners at Boston. That series tied at one game apiece. Houston, a 3-1 win over Cleveland. The Astros with a two-games-to-none series lead. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Utah Shocking number 14, Stanford, 40-21. to The Cardinal have lost back-to-back games. Number 22, Florida handed number 5, LSU, their first loss, 27-19. Mississippi State, a 23-9 upset of number 8, Auburn, while Texas A&M beat number 13, Kentucky, 20-14. And that's right, we are just seven and a half hours away from kickoff of NFL Sunday, number five. There'll be eight games kicking off at 1 o'clock Eastern, so get your fantasy team in line right now with Jonas Knox and Mike Harmon. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up uh, 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, maybe less than 15 minutes from now, uh, if Iowa Sam could get us out on time, for Christ's sakes. (laughs) We will have the prop bet monster coming up less than 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. The prop bet monster is back, uh, made its debut over the past couple of weeks, and is back for more. Uh, So stick around for that. Always a good time here on FSR. Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's fantasy football insider. You can hear him and Dan Beyer, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern time, every single Sunday here, Fox Football Fantasy, coming up later on is with us here on Fox Sports Radio. You can actually watch this if you go to at Swollen Dome on Twitter. That's at Swollen Dome on Twitter. I am retweeting it myself, at the Jonas Knox. We are being videotaped or video recorded, or how do we we term this? Well, you get video recorded quite often in your life, I'm sure, Jonas, but this is a little more live streaming. I don't know that you've gone down the pay-per-view route for that just yet. Uh, if we can monetize this, let, let's see if we can. There's got to be someone that is, is drunk enough to throw a few dollars well, at it. I am wearing a Puma shirt. Maybe if we get a Puma sponsorship. Th- that's fine. I, I'm dressed in a Charlie Brown shirt. All right. There's got to be something well, bad. I, I don't know. I'm into it. Um, all right. So, Mike Harmon, uh, you know what else I'm into? What's up, buddy? Returns. Right? Returns. You mean Mo- guys coming back off yeah. of long suspensions that have left themselves and their teams shaking their heads going, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, like I personally have Julian Edelman on my fantasy team. And Happy I was, returns. I, yes, and, and he came back, and I'm in a PPR league, and I was, imp- you know, Julian Edelman, he gave me, what, 13, 14 points? I was good with that, man, from a flex position. If only he'd caught a couple of other balls yeah. that he left. Like, he, he had some butterfingers getting back. He didn't get the stick him. He did. Um, But Mark Ingram yeah. is an interesting. Interesting one because he is back for the New Orleans Saints. How, what does that impact on that team? Who who does it affect the most in a good way or a bad way as he is back for the Saints on Monday night? Well, it brings you back your sledgehammer between the tackles. And for Alvin Kamara owners, they're going to be a little bit salty about it because that's probably 10 to 12 touches, maybe 15 on, on the right game script that go the other way on you. And Kamara coming into, the se- coming into this week, 
you're looking at the highest fantasy point score among running backs, right? Three touchdowns a week ago, Drew Brees owners. If you didn't watch the game, you saw that final point total. You're like, oh, I'm sitting pretty. And then you checked your fantasy team and you started throwing stuff and causing a problem. So uh, for Kamara, I think you're looking at the goal line stuff going away because you want to make sure he's ready for the stretch run because you were just talking about the Falcons and their bad luck starting to catch up. For the Saints, it looks like they're pushing towards a playoff run. And uh, and what's interesting, so Drew Brees has got the record that he's going to try and, and get, um, and that's on Monday night where he's going to be trying to pass Peyton Manning for the all-time passing yards record. So if you know a guy, let me. This is just fantasy psychology. Yeah. Okay. From somebody who's actually good at it, unlike me. If you know a guy has got X amount of yards to break a record, does that impact who you play on that team for that game specifically? Like, is there like would you would Ty go to the to a, a receiver? Um, say you've got a receiver, you've got one spot to fill, and it's a you know not a top name receiver in another game. Would you give it the edge to the guy who's got the quarterback going for the record just based on you know they're going to try and get that done in that game? Yeah, you got two things. You go for milestones and you also go for your over-unders, right? Those are the two games we play when you're going and trying to decide between players. We don't necessarily look at at some of the the target counts can fluctuate, right? Because a lot of folks just look at straight target counts as opposed to what the game script was. They might have been down 21-0 after a quarter, and all of a sudden there's 13 targets. Well, they got to hang an asterisk on that one, right, because the game didn't play out as a normal flow. If you're Unless you're getting buried every week, then 13 is, is a magic number. But in this particular case, for Drew Brees, going up against Washington, giving up only 11.4 fantasy points per game to opposing Ooh. quarterbacks. Not a huge, but they are at home. So, oh, yeah, that's you true. know, you always have that. Washington also coming off a bye week, so figure they come in with a, a decent script. But you're still looking at Drew Brees. He's going to break that mark certainly probably by the end of the first half uh mike Harmon, fox sports radio's fantasy football insiders with us here on fsr disco fantasy you can watch um at swollen dome on twitter go to swollen dome you can watch this uh on periscope join your friends we got hundreds showing up we're every streaming week. man yeah it's we're pre- streaming it's pretty crazy it's the hottest disco party uh this side of uh of the other studios in the building well i got so some other to, ideas of, of how to how to get this party ramped up but strippers I, I well I thought I'd leave it a surprise for okay, week six, okay, buddy. Sorry, you know, yeah. but hey, you know, I, I, we certainly see again? some things great. Well, by the oh, time I walk geez. in, it's just past last call as I get set up to come join you each week, uh, yeah. and we get to see some interesting yeah, things. We do walking yeah. up and down the streets here. Yeah, a lot of um, uh, and occasionally they walk into the studio, but that's a Man, whole other uh, conversation. Um, now, we you talked about you, you look at you know over unders and you look at milestones and over under that is through the roof, and it makes a lot of sense seeing all the injuries and what you've seen from those defenses, is Atlanta and Pittsburgh. I talked about my, my sympathy for the Falcons. I really do feel bad for them because they've had a, just a bad run of luck in certain spots over the past couple of years. What jumps out to you from a fantasy perspective in this game, Steelers-Falcons? Well, we play them all, but the, the one difficult proposition is trying to figure out what Devontae Freeman is going to be this week coming back off the injury, right? He's going to be available. How much does that kill off any extra production from Devin Coleman? So now it pulls his ceiling down, and now you're looking at both guys as back-end twos slash flex plays for your your running back position because this one isn't going to be a a 13-10 affair. There's no chance in hell. No. You've got, what, four starters already done for Atlanta, 
Matt Ryan can't finish. So, like, Julio Jones, you see him lofty in all rank. He's like, yeah, you like yardage. That's great. Give me Calvin Ridley when the money's on the line. Yeah, that's he's, the, he's, that's a, the he's been great so far, man. Phenomenal. Last three weeks, he's come up with more touchdown receptions than Julio Jones has had in well over a year uh, at this point. So he becomes the guy. Maybe you take a little bit of a of a shot with Austin Hooper just so we can yell, Hooper! Hooper! <laughs> and we, we'll recreate 1975's classic Jaws another time. Jonas and I will do a dramatic reading. Uh, There's the USS Indianapolis. 1,500 <laughs> men went into the water, saw my friend, went to slap him on the shoulder, turned upside down. Home. He had been bitten in half. I'm um, tired and I want to go to bed. Yeah, uh, bobbing up and down uh, in the water. Uh, but on the Pittsburgh side of things, you want to get an interesting play. James Washington, their number three wide receiver, the rookie out of Oklahoma State. Push him in. Towards the table as well. And Vance McDonald, the tight end, phenomenal after coming back from injury. He's taken over for Jesse James, one of our favorite name guys, right? Of course. You know, whenever you get to yell, Jesse James, uh, with a big, you know, catcher, you know, shoots the lights out or whatever the case may be, we get him in. But, you know, James Conner, we, he regresses a bit, but in a matchup like this, everybody plays, everybody wins. What are we up to? Fifty-eight at this point is your over. Uh, I think so. That was the last I saw. Yeah. Um, but but of note, there was a college football game there yesterday, and apparently the field got real torn up. Go figure. Well, yeah. I mean, they played. Uh, you know, they played on some pretty cruddy. Yeah. Surfaces. So I mean, the NFL. Uh, for all the money pumped in, they, they make some dubious choices. They you do. know, go back to that Cleveland game last week. Yeah, it's, anytime I, you're playing on a baseball diamond, you got I, problems. I just don't get it. Um, Sorry, right. Mike Mayer, you Cleveland Browns apologist. You. All right, so this is the uh, so we are going to wrap up here with ninjas. We do this every single week. I'm going to pick a couple of positions for yeah, you. Yeah, buddy. Ninja, while you find me under the radar pickups that could help a fantasy owner out there. Right? Who's so, the Mitch Trubisky right, this week? Yeah, so yeah. we are. So we are. Let's go ninja route. Let's go. Here's what I'm thinking. Running back and tight end. Oh, Give me I like a it. Running back and a tight end ninja, Mike Carmen, if you will. As I celebrate the tight ends every time I hit the treadmill, Jonas. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, nicely done, right? Uh, I think for the running back position, we're going to get a little more Aaron Jones. You saw him running hard. I mean, they've got no wide receivers left, right? I know you've been celebrating. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Marcus. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, oh, your yeah. guy, My your guy. guy. Yeah, I mean that's what's left: Javante Adams, Jimmy Graham, and uh, Mr. Valdez Scantling. Uh, that means Aaron Jones, who ran well last week, he gets more of a workload going up this week against the Detroit Lions for balance purposes. And then we'll go to the wide uh, tight end position: Ricky Seals Jones against the San Francisco 49ers. Good, good look at you. Just, I like guys with three names. I like, That's what yeah, we're talking it, about today. It, it is the serial killer edition of uh, of ninjas here Yeah, on just Fox wait, Sports buddy. Radio. It's only week five. We're getting warmed up, baby. Yeah. 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 All right, that is Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio's Fantasy Football Insider. Get him on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. You can hear him and Dan Byer coming up 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, it is time for the Prop Bet Monster you will not believe what we have got in store that will make you really want to watch and pay close attention, not only to Sunday night football, but Monday night football as well. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas went out and got himself some corporate sponsors. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 
Uh, coming up in about 10 minutes from now here on FSR, Andy Furman and Brian No will take over. Uh, make sure you check those guys out. Uh, again, 10 minutes from now, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. All sorts of NFL coverage here on FSR. So we do something on the show here to finish out during the football season called the Prop Bet Monster. It's where we will come up with our own betting lines for the marquee games. Because, look, you may not have the package, you may not have the uh, the Red Zone channel, but everybody watches Sunday Night Football, and I'm sure you watch Monday Night Football. So I figure, all right, why don't we put together a couple of bets for each of these games, and we do these throughout the course of the year, and the loser, whoever finishes last, has to throw in a dollar. Ralph Irvin, our national update anchor here at Fox Sports Radio, who finished last last week and who owes a dollar? Well, a quick check. That's you. <laughs> awesome. So you guys are going to get 10 dimes. All right, I will pay in yeah! dimes as a bleep you. Too lazy uh, to go with pennies, huh? Uh, what are, You know, Ralph, Just, you don't, don't question my work ethic. I get to go through any change that shows up, though, because if there's any silver, I'm taking it, you filthy ass. Yeah, 10 dimes. That's what you guys get. So, Mike Harmon is here. We've got Ralph. We've got uh, Iowa Sam. We've got Mike the Nightmare. It is time for this week's edition of this. Here to feed your degenerate gambling soul. (laughs) The Prop Bet Monster. Cowboys and Texans. What is there more of during the game? Dak Prescott completions of over 20 yards. J.J. Watt sacks. Ezekiel Elliott touchdowns. Des Bryant tweets. Oh, Des Bryant tweets. Uh, Please. Uh, A (laughs) primetime game on Sunday night. The Battle of Texas. I wouldn't be surprised if Des Bryant, if he was there at the game, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to go Des Bryant tweets. This this is an easy money bet right here. Oh, I think that'd be a fantastic heel move. Uh, Coming off of the UFC card, that'd be beautiful. I'm going to take the Dak Prescott completions over 20 because uh, the Texans stink. Yeah, they do. They're not a very good team. Iowa Sam, what do you got? I'm also going to take Dak Prescott completions over 20 yards. Mike Mayer? I'm going to go a little bit different only because I have the Texans defense. I'm going J.J. Watt sacks. Oh, so so a selfish pick by Mike Mayer. Yeah. There. Good for you. Uh, Ralph Irvin. And greatness will follow Ezekiel Elliott into the, t- into the end zone many times. All right, next up. Are any members of the NBC crew seen wearing a cowboy hat during the broadcast? Yes? Okay. No? I'm trying to picture. I can't picture. Look, a- Andy Furman made Chris Collinsworth race a horse one time. That's a good point. Yeah, but I can't, I can't picture Chris Collinsworth in a cowboy hat. Well, it's any but member of the crew, though, Jonas? Yeah, any member. So it could be... Uh, yeah, I'm going yes. Give me, I'm gonna, yeah, I think it's gonna, we're gonna go real heavy Texas in this game. Give me a yes on that. Mike Harmon. I'm gonna take a yes, even if it's just a random picture from the past that shows up to try to haunt them because this game at times, you're gonna need extra storylines. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't seem like a barn burner. Uh, Iowa Sam? Yes. Mike Mayer? I'm going yes too. Ralph Irvin? Michelle Tafoya? Yes. <laughs> All right, way to call your shot, Ralph. Next up. (laughs) Redskins and Saints. Who catches the pass that gives Drew Brees the NFL record for career passing yards? Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Benjamin Watson, Mark Ingram. I'm going to go Michael Thomas because I don't know that they have any other wide receivers on that team. 
Unless Devry Henderson came out of retirement, and I don't know about it, I'm going to go Michael Thomas. Look at you going into the way backs of 2004 uh, rookies pass. Thomas is interesting because he's catching everything, and let's face it, you want to get them on on wherever you can in terms of records. I'm going to go with Benjamin Watson because it's elementary. Uh, Mike Mayer? I'm going Michael Thomas, Ohio State pride up in the house. Iowa Sam. Ingram. Ralph Irvin? Thomas. All right, final one. Number of Mannings in attendance to see the record broken. All right, so over under 1.5. Okay, so Archie is a legend. We know we think Peyton's going to be there because it's his record. But I, I'm, I'm going to say the, I'm going to say the under of one and a half. Mike Harmon. I'm going to double up with go over. Iowa Sam. Over. Mike Mayer. I'm going to go under. Ralph Irvin. Under. All right, there it is. So that is this week's edition of the Prop Bet Monster. Uh, We'll check that out next week to see how we do. Uh, For Iowa Sam, for Mike Mayer, Ralph Irvin, I am Jonas Knox. Furman and No are next here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy the games. Jonas, son of a bitch. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.